Eagle Nation, you're listening to Gotta Talk, a podcast dedicated to all things Georgia Southern football. Now, here's your hosts, Matt Monty and Cody Anderson. All right, Eagle Nation, welcome back to Gotta Talk. Uh, Matt here with you, and uh, it's, it's well with our soul, Cody. Um, you know, it. Uh, you saw it in person there in the prettiest uh, little stadium in America. Georgia Southern improves to one on one on the season, uh, twenty six to eighteen win over FCS foe Maine. Um, and you know it, the game itself was anything but pretty. Uh, but as they say, a win is a win. Um, you know, definitely some things to correct, uh, and you know, especially with the the mental mistakes and and some uncharacteristic. Uh, you know, uh, turnovers and um, and then also just kind of execution in, in the red zone. But uh, a win, again, is a win. Uh, just like, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how, how bad we lost LSU, that only goes down as one loss. So uh, we will uh, take that win and, and, and head up to uh, Minnesota to face the Golden Gophers, uh, Big Ten opponent uh, this week, and uh, looking forward to that. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting challenge. Um, but, yeah, as you said, a win is a win, and you know we got out of there with a W. That's all that matters. Um, I think the things that you mentioned are, are pretty easy to correct. Um, and as Lunsford has iterated uh, since that game, we've got to be able to finish um, not only in the red zone but also games as well when we're up. So I think all these things are things that we can definitely improve upon going in the next few weeks, and we're going to need to um, if we want to contend for the uh, Sun Belt title like uh, like we all want. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's kind of break down uh, with the positives and the negatives of this game. So uh, we'll we'll start with the negatives and get those out of the way. Um, we because we already kind of touched on it, and 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 you know, let's start with penalties. So you know that that was an area obviously that very good uh, last year. Um, you know, we uh, Lunsford and his staff uh, preaches you know Eagles don't be Eagles. That obviously applies to turnovers as well, which we'll touch on in a second. But yeah, one one of the least uh, penalized teams in the nation. Um, last year, I actually uh, saw an interesting stat um, that uh, Travis from the Savannah Morning News posted on Twitter uh, during the game that that Maine, although they were a, a Final Four team in the FCS last year, they were the, the most uh, penalized team um, in, in all of FCS uh, last year. Um, but that wasn't uh, that wasn't the case um, in this game. Uh, Georgia Southern with seven uh, seven penalties for 67 yards, Maine with uh, six for 40. So let's uh, let's just kind of talk about some some of those mental errors you know we we had uh you know some some pass interference calls some uh some holding calls you know kind of offsides kind of typical stuff um, but you definitely want to correct that you know moving forward um against minnesota and then certainly moving into a uh, conference play of course and i think the only one that was really kind of like i was really kind of irritated about was i think there was a, a personal foul or a sportsmanlike contact from on somebody on the offensive line that negated yep. a, I think a four or five yard run from JD King, I believe. Yeah. That pushes yep. back from like second and six to second and twenty one. So that that was really the only one that got under my skin. Yeah, because that that's something you rarely, if ever, saw. Last yeah, time. exactly. And that was the only thing that really was like, man, we because you know we just got a good first run on on the series, and now we're already backed up second and twenty one. Like this just is not looking promising. Um, so. I think that's really the only one that kind of really bothered me out of the, the seven or so that, that we had. Um, there's, you're going to get called for pass interference. It's going to happen. It, it, I think it was a second or third down. I think it was a third down that happened on, and, of course, it extended the drive. But 
you know, it happens. It's football. They're gonna, it's gonna get called. Just limit it and don't do it again, um, or do it where you don't get caught. <laughs> um, but uh, the penalties aspect of it, outside of that one unsportsmanlike contact, that's the only one that that I didn't really, you know, that was the only one that kind of ticked me off a little bit. Yeah, sure. Now moving to turnovers, uh, you know. Just just one in the game uh, certainly could have been uh, you know a, a lot more. We we had um, several fumbles in the game, um, but uh, you know luckily the the ball bounced the right way on on a couple of them. Um, obviously some some bad snaps there with a the center. Uh, we can touch on that in a second. But uh, kind of uncharacteristic uh, you know play there. Uh, just taking taking care of the football. Now again. Um, only the one uh, fumble. Uh, Maine actually turned the ball over twice, um, but you know we only we've we've already turned the ball over uh, three times this year, Cody. Where we turned it over five times all of last season. Obviously, setting that NCAA record plus twenty two. Uh, Shy words being the only quarterback in the nation not to throw an interception. Um, still haven't done that. But uh, what you know, what what do you kind of have to say about that of uh, of just the turnovers and again just kind of. Shaking off, I guess those the, the the cobwebs and the early butterflies to uh, you know not not beat ourselves. Yeah, and I think we all kind of had an understanding that the turnovers were going to increase. That the five turnovers lost last year, I think, were you know was a great stat. But we all kind of knew how unrealistic that would be to to repeat that this season. Now it doesn't you know it's not making excuses. But you know, yeah. I mean, did 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 you think we'd be at three already after two games? I mean, it's LSU that we played first game, so I mean, we, right. we I sure. mean, it could have been four or five, and that you know, right. <laughs> it would, I wouldn't have been too surprised by that. But um, the to me, the biggest thing in regards to some of these fumbles that we had is it just looked like these were just young, you know, young kids that that just need to get playing time, and that. You know, it's one thing to do it in practice, but now they're actually doing a game. You know, Justin Tomlin. You know, he's this is his first start. He's with there with JD King. These are all kind of like their first games that they're playing with each other. Um, and so, yeah, does it is it frustrating as a, from a fan's point of view to to sit there and see this happen? Like, oh man, don't they work on this in practice? Yeah, of course they do. But this is all kind of their first game together, and they all kind of have to. You know, the the pace of the game is a lot quicker, and, and it's a lot more. You know faster in, in, in a game than it is in practice and I think it's these things these sorts of things are, are easily fixed um I think there was only one or two that were actually forced out by one of the main players hitting our our, our guys um right but you know obviously you don't want to see this again you want to see it cleaned up you know uh, give them a pass now if it continues to happen for the next two or three games then obviously that's an issue but I don't see that being the case right sure um, going off of that, uh, we will talk about that center uh, situation. I know obviously that's you know, a lot of people were talking about that on social media. Um, it, it, it certainly, it certainly looked bad, you know, from, uh, from my perspective, looking at it on, on ESPN plus Cody, you were there, you went back and kind of watched the game, but as, as you, you know, it kind of unfolded and we learned a little bit more about the situation of, of what happened, um, you know, you you have the starter in Cooper, um, you know who, who's new to the position. Uh, you know, uh, f- first year starter at that position, um, taking over for uh, Curtis Rainey, um, and then uh, at, at some point in the game, you know he gets hurt. I guess he you know they clubbed his hand. Um, uh, backup comes in. I believe it was uh, Dowdell who who was a starter last year um, at guard, but you know moving over. We were kind of chatting about this before we started recording, but you know obviously moving over like that uh, in the in the game, not just. 
uh, you know, not just told that you're going to be like like Tomlin, you know, starting uh, beforehand, but just uh, switching. I mean, it, it kind of throws everything off. So, I mean, certainly that came into play there. So, I think it's safe to say that as as bad as it might have looked on TV or even in, in Paulson Stadium, um, that that situation it's correctable, and obviously the coaching staff is going to be um, working on that this week. Um, so I, I don't think it's anything to panic over. You know, as some people might might have kind of alluded to maybe on social media, but you know, I I think we're probably solid at that position. It's just going to be you know, it's just going to take some uh, some some guidance and um, you know corrections there. Yeah, I think so too. And I mean, it, it was just kind of, it just is what it is. And, you know, th- the thing that they need to do is just learn from it and, and understand why they made the mistakes that they did. And I think they will. The coaching staff seems to be pretty confident that this probably will not happen again. Um, and that, you know, I think regardless if it's Cooper or if it's a backup, I think it's, it's a backer um, or Dadell, then, I, you know, I just, I really don't see this being a problem going forward. I really don't. Even with Rainey last year, you'd always have a couple of snaps that looked to be a little errant or high. It's just going to happen when you snap the ball, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times throughout the season. Well, like even Andy Kwan had it. Yeah, I mean, it's going to happen. Does Is it frustrating that it all happened in like one game? But we had three different guys back there, you know, or mm-hmm. under center at, at one point. So it's – I'm not – like I said – that is, I'm not concerned. They they'll practice it. They'll get it down, um, and I think we'll be fine. Yep. So now moving uh, to the last of you know the the negatives, I guess you you know can call it. But uh, and I think this is is certainly the most alarming uh, kind of stat um, from you know the takeaway from this main game, and that's uh, that's red zone execution. Um, you know we had. Came away with uh, 458 uh, total yards, um, just shy of uh, 400 rushing yards. Uh, that's certainly uh, you know what we like to see um, out of this option offense. Um, but uh, only 26 points. Um, we had seven trips to the red zone. Cody only came away with one touchdown. Um, so that's that's definitely something that we have to improve on. Yeah, it is um, without a doubt, and. That's kind of where those snaps, I think that's why they kind of get so frustrating because it seemed like at least two or three of those errant snaps came when we were in the red zone and then it went, you know, then we were well behind the chains and then we just had to set up for field goals. I know one of the fumbles that happened was also in the red zone after a big, big run that we just had. So we had some penalties down there too, I think, that kind of stalled the drive. Yeah, we did. And it's just, you know, I don't think, you know, it's just one of those things to where I think if, if none of that happens, I think we put probably another three or four touchdowns easily mm-hmm. on on the scoreboard um, because you know at that point we had all the momentum we were you know we were charging down the field and I don't think really you can really blame the best really kind of get on to him about a lot of that stuff. Um, I just think that if we just execute and we don't make those mistakes, I think I think we literally scored like probably three or four touchdowns. Sure. Um, but that's not what happened. Um, and so correct the mistakes. I think that will ensure the red zone to be a little bit more efficient um, in the next uh, or for the rest of the season. Yeah. And, and definitely uh, at play there is, is uh, third down efficiency. You know, we were uh, three uh, for 13 um, in the game. So, so definitely want to see us improve uh, there as well. That was an issue last year, too. Yeah, it was. And uh, actually, that's kind of a good transition into the positives, um, and it kind of you know goes into what we were talking about with with the red zone execution. And um, 
big plays. Uh, you know, that, that was something that we didn't see a whole lot of last year. It was kind of a more grinded out. And, you know, here and there we would have, uh, you know, kind of some of those home run threat type plays. Um, but that was something we were accustomed to back in, in the Fritz days, right? As, you know, uh, obviously with Brita, um, you know, and uh, Allison and Upshaw. But, uh, you know, last year, again, it was just kind of more that 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 grinded out. We didn't have those 30 plus 40 plus, uh, you know, yard plays consistently every game. We saw that here against Maine. Um, it definitely took the offense, you know, a few drives to get going with that. Um, but, you know, you saw those great. Uh, so some of those breakout plays, the 45 yard touchdown run by um, Justin Tomlin, who we'll talk about more here in a second. Um, and then, uh, you know, obviously LaRoche and, um, Logan Wright had a big run, uh, you know, and, and I, I believe that that was one of the ones that actually stalled out and, and ended up in just a field goal. But, uh, so just, just talk about that of, of, of how, how good it is to kind of see this offense, you know, have those kind of home run plays again. And, and hopefully that continues again. Yes, FCS Maine. Um, this is a good Maine team. You know, they're, they're ranked in the top 10. They were uh, six before. You were saying that um, I think they're, they're, they're fifth now in, in the FCS rankings. And they had uh, the best uh, rush defense last year. So, you know, this is a good team. And, and to put up almost 400 yards on them and, and, and hit some of those uh, home run plays is, is definitely promising. Yeah, it is, and it wasn't just the home run plays. I mean, it was distributed out through three different people. I mean, he had three guys with over 100 yards rushing between Tomlin, yeah. um, LaRoche, and Wright, um, which was great to see. Um, what I'm excited about, this was like LaRoche's coming out party. This was fantastic. Yeah. We've been hearing about how well he's done in practice the last couple of seasons, and we know kind of last year he's kind of injured and banged up, so he didn't really get his opportunity to shine. But, man, did he put on performance. Um, and... Uh, he was just phenomenal in this game. Um, so was Tomlin. I was very impressed with how Tomlin played. He was, uh, and not just running the ball and, and kind of controlling the option aspect of it, but also his throwing abilities. Um, even on some of those passes that were deemed incomplete, they seemed to be right there where the receiver had a shot to catch the ball. And that's really all you could hope for is give your receiver a chance and and let him make a play. Uh, so... I mean, I you know, of course, Logan Wright's Logan Wright. He he was phenomenal, and he had that big seventy-yard run. Um, that was just a fantastic run that he had. Um, but it's great to see the explosive plays. It was you know, it's great to kind of see this this offensive line kind of gelling. Um, even though they had to kind of rotate through centers and rotate a lot of people around in this game, um, but they seem to really kind of do their job as far as opening up holes and allowing big plays to happen and letting our running backs and our skill players really kind of. Um, uh, really make huge plays. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely want to talk more about Tomlin here in just a second and kind of jump the gun on me, Cody. <laughs> but uh, let's let's go back to that stat that you mentioned because I, I found that really interesting and almost almost unbelievable, right, is is the the first, first game since 2012 that we had three players rush for over 100 yards. And you're talking about, obviously, a, a Georgia Southern team with, uh, you know, since 2012, you know, save maybe the two summers years uh, of having, you know, a prolific rushing offense and, and one that distributes the football. You know, we've never really been one of those teams, at least in recent memory, that relied on one guy, you know. So, I mean, you're, you're talking, going back to 2012, you're talking about the, uh, you know, McKinnon and, and Ellison year and, and 13 when we beat Florida you're talking about um, obviously Ellison and Upshaw and, and Breida and, and, and Wesley Fields and um, you know you had the one uh, uh, 
one year where uh, all three of those or all four of those guys, you know, were on the on the same team um, with with Fields as a freshman. So, uh, you know, some some great running backs, great uh, running quarterbacks have, have come through uh, Georgia Southern since 2012. Um, I just found that amazing that that this is the first game that we had uh, three runners to to hit that hundred yard uh, mark. And uh, and again, uh, you know, cer- certainly um, impressive against uh, a, a good. A good defense and um, and hopefully you know signs of, of what's to come. Yeah, especially with that Savannah State game that we had a few years back, in which we put like eighty some of the points on them. Um, yep. I'm surprised we didn't have you know that many 100 yard rushers in that game. But yeah, I mean that that's a phenomenal stat, and and not only that, but you did it against an uh, a team that really prided itself on rush defense. You yep. know. Um, we all kind of remember how the South Carolina State game was last year and, and how kind of good South Carolina State's defenses typically are. Um, and, you know, this main defense was supposed to be better than that because um, they're obviously the, you know, number top 10 team, you know, on all in all. But um, I, I, that was very surprising and, and, and great as far as us moving forward. And, you know, that's with the quote-unquote backup quarterback. Um, so, I mean, I just can't. I can't find anything where, you know, it's really anything terrible to say. I mean, everything will kind of look great except for what was on the scoreboard. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, just running through to get, to give those guys, again, some some credit. Uh, you mentioned Matt LaRoche, uh, nine carries, 154 yards leading the team, had a touchdown, had that long run of uh, 75 yards. Uh, Justin Tomlin had the 45-yard uh, touchdown run, uh, had a, another run of 50 yards. Um, he had 11 carries, 132 for a touchdown. Um, and, and Logan Wright, uh, you know, not far behind, 114 yards on 15 carries um, with, a, with a long of 70. So, you know, again, going back to those, those home run plays. But um, so now let's uh, let's turn our attention to Justin Tomlin. You know, we weren't sure um, after LSU if Wurtz was going to be uh, ready. I I thought, Cody, we, we haven't really talked, uh, you know, much about this um, off air. So uh, I didn't really think he was going to play. Um, I was a little surprised maybe that they, you know, put him in gym shorts, uh, you know, and, and he wasn't at least dressed just in case, um, you know, he was needed. Um, which maybe you know alludes to that the injury is is worse, or maybe it was just strictly precautionary. But um, you know, I, I I think it was a good move by the coaching staff. It obviously worked out. Um, you know, Tomlin, uh, we're not, or at least I haven't heard, you know, exactly how much time he he actually uh, you know had to prepare for it. Obviously, he's been taking some reps with the first team in practice. Um, I'm not sure when he was alerted that he was in fact going to be the starter for this for this game. Um, but he he played great. He, he really did. And, uh, you know, I know it's something that we brought up in the offseason. A lot of people had a lot of concerns over of, of our backup uh, quarterback situation. And obviously what happened with, with Wirtz in the offseason, with uh, the, you know, hashtag poop gate and, and all that of, of, you know, for for a little while there, um, really just, uh, just a week, but it, it sure felt like, you know, much more. Um, you know, we, we thought that we might have lost our, our uh, you know, starting quarterback. You'd be one for – um, for some of the season, if, if not potentially all the season, you know, and um, and and there was a lot of of people concerned about it. You and I included of of that of that backup situation with uh with, with Frazier and Tomlin. But Tomlin comes in four for nine, sixty three yards. Um, again, uh, you know, great on on the ground as well. He ran uh, the option. You know, had a few miscues here and there, which you know obviously is going to happen. Um, 
but really just kind of commanded the offense. Um, you know, it seemed to be poised, uh, have control, uh, make make some good reads, and 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 as you uh, touched on earlier, you know, had had some really nice throws. Yeah, yeah, he did, and um, you know, he I think I heard in in one of the the media outlets or, or coaches shows that he was um, Tom was notified I think on Thursday that he's probably going to be the starter. Um, and I think he had been taking reps pretty much all week long prior to this game. Um, and I think going into the Minnesota game is kind of the same thing. And I think for right now, Tomlin's our, our guy going forward yeah. and, until they deem Wirtz uh, healthy, which right now, you know, they say it's day-to-day. Um, but yeah, I believe on the know. on the coaches' show, um, they had on, on Monday, uh, Lunsford had said basically that Wirtz is going to need to get 100% healthy basically is you know paraphrasing here yeah. but basically he's he's going to need to be healthy by Saturday to play Saturday um which to me says he's not ready yet you know and and No and to um, be honest with you I you know is it really you know should he really be play I mean if he's not 100% let's just say he's like 95% do you put him in there I think not I just think you just rest him let Tomlin go through another game this is against Minnesota it's a, it's a big defense it's, it's it's a P5 defense I think just let him go out there and play and and save words for conference play. Get a bye week after this. Let him really heal up. You know, you'll have two weeks. You know, to have words go with the uh, ones and prep for Louisiana. Yeah, I, I I get that mindset. I you know I think if it's ninety five percent, obviously I know a lot of people you know had this Minnesota game circled at the beginning of the year as as a winnable game. I think the way and obviously we are going to preview them here in just a second. Um, the way their first two games uh, went, uh, you know, I I think it's it's proven to be definitely a winnable game. And and obviously you know our our first two games might not have gone the way you know Eagle Nation wanted, um, but you know the potential is there, and we saw it against May. Um, so, you know, I guess, Cody, the question is, 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 you know, if, if Wirtz doesn't play, I mean, how, how much do we really lose there? Cause I mean, you, you argue obviously Maine, you know, is a team we should, should have beat and, and did beat, um, although not super convincingly, um, but against, you know, to, to finally get our, uh, first, um, long awaited, uh, win over a power five team as an FBS member, um, you know, is, are, are we taking, um, a big hit, uh, not having words play in that game? Yeah, we're taking a hit by he's not being in there, but as far as the way that Tomlin ran the offense, he ran it well. He, he, to me, yeah. he, he ran it well enough to where we could beat Minnesota if we show up and play. I agree with, I agree with that. Um, yeah. now we'll, we'll, does words give you experience and athleticism and, 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 you know, a better arm and, and more accuracy and, and. You know, and 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 the leadership and and all that good stuff. Of course, he does. I'm actually really impressed with Tomlin's arm. Yeah, I, I am. I, I mean, am. It, like I, I, I mean, even going back to the spring game when when I attended it with you, and and from from what I've seen out of you know scrimmages and heard out of scrimmages and stuff, I think I think he has potential. Obviously, the more reps help, um, you know, to be a really uh, you know good passer in this league, and 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 possibly you know on on par, if not better than than Wirtz. Wirtz obviously, I think has has better arm overall arm strength probably but i thought his accuracy and his touch on the ball were, were, were really impressive yeah it was i mean like i said you had the the anderson play that was on point you had i think a pass to mashad that was there that that we just didn't catch and there was another one i think to hood yeah, that two was or, two there or three drops yeah i mean i mean so the passes were there they, they he seems accurate it wasn't like he and he didn't seem like he was um he panicked under pressure when the pocket would collapse or it would move 
So he seemed, I mean, you could, I mean, let's put it this way. You could tell he's been in the system for two years and has really studied under DeBest and Wirtz and really kind of watched how things go. And, and it shows. I mean, it shows. He comes in there, he's ready to play, and he's not afraid, at least as of now, or has, hasn't shown it so far, he's not afraid of the moment. So that's why I'm like, yeah, we. I mean, obviously we lose stuff because, you know, with Wirtz, but... Am I like panicked? Am I saying that there's no way we're gonna win because Tomlin's in there? Of course not. I think I think even with Tomlin in the game, I think we can have a chance to beat Minnesota. Well, and that's a good point that you know, with him being a redshirt freshman, yeah, he only knows this coaching staff, right? So like he 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 learned everything through DeBess. Where you know, Wirtz obviously had the year with Summers and had the transition there in the middle, and um, you know, as, as you know, we talked extensively about it um you know in the past but obviously you know struggled a lot at times his his, uh his freshman year and then there were certainly people you and I included that weren't sure if he should be the starting quarterback moving forward but obviously proved us wrong um you know last year and 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 we're still looking for big things out of him um this year when when he's ready to go but um but yeah I mean I, I I think that's a good point that that Tomlin being in the system and and you know while he hasn't had those game reps um he he you know was ready for when his number's called so um yeah that's that, that's good and um yeah so I, I you know we'll, we'll we'll find out what happens obviously I mean I I think I think we probably see Tomlin out there it will be interesting to see if Wurtz is at least you know dressed you know if, if, if will he be ready to go in case um in case he's needed you know in case you know god forbid uh you know Tomlin gets hurt or if he's just not playing well at all um and you know the best and Lusford uh want you know uh, don't feel comfortable going to uh Frazier uh you know for whatever reason and, and wants to put Wurtz in so that that will be interesting and and if if Wurtz is healthy let's say he's 90 95 percent maybe even 100 percent healthy but Tomlin gets the start you know do, no do I don't think they rotate in, in at any point, you know? um no I don't think so at all and no. like I said I don't I don't think that that I just unless he's ready 100 percent ready to go I just don't think you put them in. I just don't. I just think like, you just you just save them. Like we're not winning a national championship this year. You know, Access Bowl was pretty much as far right. as you know we can tell. We're probably gonna probably already be out of that. So what's the goal here? Goal is to win the Sun Belt. Right. There's no need to to risk further injury to Wurtz by throwing them out there in the Minnesota game. Um, so that's that's just kind of my point of view on it. Right. If I see him out there, great. If not. I certainly understand why the coaches don't want to put him out there and let Tomlin continue to get reps and continue to get experience. Well, in and, and big time environment. Yeah, exactly. Too. I mean, that's that's the thing. He obviously got to play against LSU. I mean, obviously, the whole team did not play well um, in that game, but uh, you know, he 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 played okay, and and you know, and obviously. Again, uh, you know the the first uh, career start, uh, you know at home against Maine, and then now going up, uh, you know completely different climate up there. Going to be like a balmy like fifty degrees, I guess, up in uh, Minnesota against you know a, a, a still a Big Ten team, and and you know they might not be you know uh, as good as they've been in the past, but I mean they're they're two and zero, um, and they. Uh, He'll be playing in front of a um, a rowdy environment. You know they they their their fan base certainly uh, turns out. Yeah, they do. So I just say I say let them go out there and and let them and let them let them play. Um, yep. And then that way, if we need him to come into to, you know, Burt gets injured in a conference game on the road. Now we can have him come in, and you know the environment and the stage shouldn't be too big for him because he's already been at it through LSU. He's already been at it through Minnesota. Yeah. Let him let him get that experience. Before we touch on Minnesota, I think uh, it is. Um, 
it would be wrong of us not to mention anything about the defense, uh, you know, in, in, in the main game. So, um, you know, obviously they was a little scary at first there uh, with Maine, uh, you know, marching right down the field. Um, but then, the, you know, kind of that bend don't break mentality uh, shine through and, you know, we held them to a field goal. And that, that was pretty much, you know, all, all they were able to produce for most of the game. Uh, you know, they were able to get some late scores there and, and kind of that garbage touchdown at the end that made it look, you know, appear a, a lot closer than it actually was. Um, but uh, just just talk about the defense, Cody, and, and, and what you saw of them, obviously, after, you know, a disappointing game uh, against LSU. Yes, it was LSU. They had the new offense. We talked all about that uh, last week. Um, but, uh, you know, not certainly not a prolific, uh, you know, main offense, um, but 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 still pretty good, you know, and and, and fairly balanced. And, and we played um, played pretty well, uh, you know, against against the run in the pass. Um, you know, they had three hundred and fifty nine yards. Um, they did have just over three hundred yards passing at three oh seven. Um, and we held them to fifty two rushing yards. Um, so just just kind of talk about the play of the overall uh, defense. Yeah, they played well. Um, I mean, they, I mean, outside the first drive, they they really shut them down. Um, I know that they got the two late scores um, in the in the fourth quarter, but I mean, they didn't really. I mean, Maine couldn't really do much. Um, no. I mean, they couldn't really do much at all. And you know, you had, you had the flea flicker, flicker um, which which thankfully they they missed on, um, but. You know, outside of that, there really wasn't too many huge plays that happened. I think there was one that got them down um, before they fumbled the ball um, that took place. But, yep. I mean, we kept everything pretty much in front of us. Um, and they they really couldn't get any momentum going on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, you can see the frustration going on on, on the head coach's face and, and, and his, you know, his uh, demeanor on the sideline. So... I mean, you can't. They they played really really well. They 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 can we they played really really well. Can we talk about the timeout <laughs> since you brought that up of of calling the timeout with one second left? What what do you think? What do you think uh, happened there? I, I watched I watched the uh, press conference. You know, uh, Travis from Savannah Morning News. You know, we were kind of talking uh, back and forth about it on Twitter. Um, you know, some people were saying that uh, you know Lunsford was kind of trolling. Obviously the. Uh, main coach who uh, to me actually looked a little bit like Tyson Summers, which was amusing, um, you know, was freaking out on the sideline um, at, at, at us calling the timeout at, at that time. Um, you know, we could have called it with 20 seconds on the clock. So you got to think, well, if it was to get the ball back, which is basically what Lunsford said in the um, in the postgame presser. But uh, what what do you think kind of happened? Well, that's not exactly what he said. I mean, he. He said that he wanted to call a timeout to, to be able to block the punt, uh, yeah. which which I understand that. I just wish that he would have given us— Why wouldn't you just do it with 20 seconds? Or, yeah, or with 10 or something like that. Or, you know, I think maybe with 20 seconds, you, you don't want to do like a rough in the kicker, give him 15 yards and let him have a chance to do like a hook and ladder yeah, play or something like that. true, true. Or a Hail Mary. Yeah. I, can't, I can't remember how— Far down and on the or where they were lined up at on the field, but you know, fifteen yards, they obviously can probably maybe pull some sort of a trick play or something to maybe try to do something to get a score at the half. But um, yeah, I think maybe call it with ten seconds or six seconds, something to where they just can't step back three steps. Okay, second and a half went off. Let's throw it high in the air. All right, um, but yeah, I mean it was interesting. Us in the stands were like, "What's going on?" Um, right. <laughs> 
But, I mean, it is what it is. Um, you obviously tell that, that Lunsford took some chances on this with his special teams. You also had the, the onside kick there, which the a lot of people kick, were upset yeah. about. I heard his reasoning as to why he did right. it. I think it's it was smart reasoning. Um, I thought, yeah, I, I was fine with the onside. I mean, I, I was I was uh, texting with my dad at the time, and, like, I mean, I you know, you – you get that there, momentum swings, you get another touchdown, and everybody's calling him a genius. I mean, it's one of those situations. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, I yeah, I was fine. I mean, and he, I mean, and he had mentioned, I think, after the game and on the coaches show on on Monday night that they had saw something on film where the the two middle guys pretty much just turn and ran back as soon as as soon as Beck was about to kick the ball. So they thought they could see something, you know. Yeah, catch, catch him off, off guard. guard. I mean, high twenty twenty, you're always going to have people sitting there and say, hey, you know. You shouldn't have done that, yada, yada, yada. But why not? I mean, uh, there's no better time to practice it than against a, a team that you're supposed to beat, you know, here in Paulson Stadium. So I don't blame him. Um, if it works, everybody's saying he's a genius. If he doesn't, everybody's always questioning him and, and saying that it's a, a idiotic move. At least I will, I will give him, I will give this opinion out there. He at least had a reason why he did it. I think the coach previous right. to him, you know, did not have reasons as to why he did certain things at times, and that was very frustrating. You know, at least he's yes, at least could articulate them, them yeah. as to why we did things the way that we did. You know, he saw something on film. He was like, "This is a great time to try it. Let's do it." That's that's a good reason. Um, not just because you think that you're going to catch a team up off guard in when you're up twenty-one to what was it six or seven in <laughs> that old Miss. That was not smart. Right. This at least had some reasoning right. behind it that I could understand, and that 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 um, the way that the defense had played prior to that made made uh, perfect sense, and, and it was understandable as to why you would do it there. So now uh, let's let's preview this Minnesota game, Cody. I mean, again, uh, um, facing a, a Big Ten opponent um, again, faced uh, Indiana a few years ago. You know this. This is a Minnesota team. Uh, they do come in at, at two and zero, uh, but they've they've struggled in their first two games. Um, you know this was a team that made a bowl last year, faced uh, Georgia Tech, um, destroyed Georgia Tech in 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 the bowl game and in uh, Paul Johnson's uh, you know f- final game there with the Jackets. But um, you know in, in these first two games, uh, they barely got by uh, FCS opponent in uh, South Dakota State, um, twenty eight to twenty one. I watched most of that game. Uh, South Dakota State really had that game uh, you know in, in tow and ended up uh fumbling there late uh giving them a chance and, and that's what kind of ultimately led to um minnesota winning and then uh this past week um at uh fresno state um obviously a you know group of five team uh but but a strong one uh you know a, a, um, a team that's been good for for several years um they uh they, they struggle there um it, it's a double overtime game and uh fresno state literally threw the game away um in in the second overtime um throwing an interception uh in 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 the end zone and uh minnesota escaped um california there uh with a 38 to 35 win so um what uh what's kind of your opinion uh you know at this point about the golden gophers again um you know a game that at the beginning of the season a lot of uh fans in Eagle Nation, uh, you know, thought um, or, you know, still think that, uh, you know, could be our first um, elusive uh, Power 5 win as a FBS member. Yeah, so, you know, first of all, they, they won, you know, two hard-fought games. Um, South Dakota State's, you know, top five team in the FCS. We just played a team that's in the top ten, you know, six, five, whatever rankings you want to look at. Um, so, you know, looking kind of 
you know, at the same similar opponent, um, according to their rankings. And um, I don't know. I mean, Fresno State was is a pretty good G5 uh, team themselves. They played uh, USC the first week and competed with them a lot better than Stanford did this past week. So, you know, I think it's it's going to be a tough matchup. I mean, there's no there's no secret to my feelings on how we play on the road against good opponents. Um, this team's already two and zero. A lot of people had them. I won't say a lot of people, but a few people had them as a sleeper pick to win the Big Ten West. I think most people has kind of probably backed away off that pick. I don't think they will. Right. Um, but to not, but to say that this team can't finish above five hundred, you know, that's still, you know, that's still very much in reach for them. So this matchup is going to be a tough matchup for us. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, looking looking at uh, that Fresno game, um, you know, Minnesota they. Uh, we're really good on uh, third down, you know, nine for 15. Uh, they had 380 total yards, um, you know, pretty balanced, 234 passing, 146 uh, rushing. Um, they, you know, the alarming thing, and I don't know too much about Fresno State. Um, you know, I, I know, uh, you know, from watching past games, haven't, I uh, wasn't able to catch this game, but I know in, in the in the past they are kind of more of a, a you know a passing team. Um, but uh, they only had 57 uh, rushing yards against uh, Minnesota, um, and uh, and 288 through the air. What what do you what do you think? I mean, I know I, I like I said I did watch some of that South Dakota State game. Um, I'll have the uh, the rushing stats with that one here in a second. But it seemed like they were able to kind of move the ball on them a little bit better. Um, on the ground, what do you? Th- how do you think Minnesota is going to handle um, our uh, option with size? I mean, they're huge on the yeah. line. Um, they got good linebackers, and um, I think I heard Danny mention on the show tonight um, that they run a four-two-five. Uh, so they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna use their size, and they're gonna use their size to to, to plug up the gaps and, and to force us, um, you know, uh, to where we just can't easily run out of the middle like we kind of want to. And, um, you know, we're going to have to figure out a way to where we can do that as well as, you know, hopefully maybe get out on the on the edge and maybe see if we can exploit that in uh, some way. Um, but, man, we're really going to have to figure out a way to block this defensive line that they got. They're really big. They're in, in you know, they're going to use their size to their advantage because they're I mean, both both of their offensive and defensive lines are, are massive and, and a lot bigger than what we are. And I, I, you know, I, I think the the promising thing here is that South Dakota State game. So I, I went back and looked, and, and uh, South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits had 174 rushing yards um, in that game, uh, along with 193 passing. Um, you know, they, you know, again, uh, FCS team, a good FCS team. Uh, certainly, we know about those Dakota teams, and and, and facing uh, North Dakota State there. Uh, they're they're in in no means undersized, uh, you know, but. Um, they, they certainly were smaller than, than Minnesota. And they were actually able to run up the middle, um, you know, fairly easily against them. Obviously, first game, uh, you have some kind of first game jitters that was there in Minnesota, though, at home. Um, so that's at least, you know, kind of promising, you know, for us. If, if hopefully our, our line now with, with two games under their belt can kind of uh, get some push, create some holes, and we can kind of rotate, again, our arsenal of, of, of backs and, um, and then whether it's Tomlin or, or, or words kind of just wear wear that defense down um and either uh with with a pitch to the outside or, or you know hopefully breaking some runs up the middle just to kind of wear them down 
Yeah, I, I I agree with that. But you know, with me, this the 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 biggest issue with me with this game is that it's on the road. You, I think if this is in yeah. Statesboro, it's it's not it's not so much Minnesota. Yeah, it's, it's that it's a road it's, game. It's it's, 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 it's a road game. So I I just in order for me to feel confident about us going up against good teams on the road, I need us to see us play well and to win a game on the road against a good opponent. And, and this is an opportunity to do that. I'm not saying that it, we can't do it, but I need to see it before I feel confident going forward with the rest of the season because app is good. Now, most people can, can are already kind of talking about their defense with their performance against Charlotte. You know, right. but App is still good. Their offense is still really good. Arkansas State played really, really well against UNLV this past weekend, and they had Coach Anderson back. So, and Troy, we haven't, you know, didn't mean, but Troy, I mean, we got really good teams on the road that we're going to play. I need to see them perform well. You know, a win here would be fantastic, but I really want to see them play well. That's just a just a competitive game, yeah. game, and and for you know, obviously to limit the mistakes we had this past week. I just want to see a complete game on the road against. Yeah, if we if we can if we can honestly just follow suit with with Minnesota's other two opponents, right? I mean, like obviously, again, a win would be great. But I mean, an overtime game, uh, you know, just a you know a game to you know going into the fourth quarter. That's I mean, ultimately, that's what I want to see. And you you put us in that position. I think then, you know, we can we can compete and and pull off that win. But um, you know, well, I, and here's another it, thing. Here's another thing I want to. I guess posed to you is how confident do you think Minnesota is right now? Like, are they still like, oh, well, this is just like the tech team? You know, are, do they have some of that mindset? Because if to me, if that's the mindset that they have coming into this game, I think we can surprise them. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're thinking like, oh, it's an option team, so they're just thinking, well, we handle Georgia Tech, it's going to be the same. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think they've watched enough film to know it's not the same offense. Hopefully, I mean, I know obviously the the coaches know that now. Whether or not it's it's gotten down to the players. Yeah, because a lot um, of the media can, up it, there, it, is... it, it doesn't it doesn't take a football guru to look at you know the tape between you know us and and when Tech ran the uh, you know flex bonus. Well, yeah, know, but that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, but a lot of the media and everything out there is like, oh yeah, we should be three you know after yeah, the, the Southern the game. Fans, like, it's, it seems yeah, like we're, they're just... but we're not playing. We're not playing the fans though. No. I think I think you know I I think the fans are probably thinking that yes. I I, I think uh, you know uh, you know I I went to Baton Rouge and you know no one knew who Georgia Southern was there and they were all. Asking you know, there was a few people that were like, "Oh, y'all run the option." Some people even thought we still ran it under center. You know, they they remember the the Florida game, um, and they still think we do, we do that. So there's definitely that perception. You're going to get more and more of that the further away you get, um, you know, outside of uh, the southeast. Um, so yeah, certainly up there, I don't think they have any idea as a fan base, and even probably the media, um, because yeah, you know, let's uh, as good as Fresno State is. I mean, they they started with three in their eyes, fairly easy games, you know, South Dakota State, Fresno, and us, um, you know, before uh, going into to Big Ten play. So, um, with, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think the players will, will be ready. Let's, I mean, let's hope, let's hope, like, you know, while while they see the different difference in scheme and, like, formations um, that, you know, uh, maybe just playing out of the pistol and shotgun, maybe that does, you know, throws another wrinkle at them. You know, maybe, you know, obviously that, that I formation that we kept throwing at Maine, they had no answer for that. Um, you know, hopefully we can find, you know, hopefully the play calling for one is, is, uh, 
more creative uh, than it was against LSU. Uh, hopefully, it's less conservative than it was against LSU. Um, and you know, and we we continue to kind of throw uh, multiple looks at them, like we kind of did against Maine. And it took a little while to get to get there. And hopefully, we do that sooner. Um, and if we do that, if we mix it up, I I, I think we probably have a better chance than, than than Tech did, which kind of, you know, that that game was interesting. Um, that 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 Tech game, but yeah, not I I think I think we'll be all right. Yeah, I just want to see us play with the confidence that we play at home. I mean, yeah. we like like I I just gotta see it. I, I have to see because I just for some reason there's a difference and I get the power policy and I get that you know obviously away games you know all the differences that come with it but there just seems to be a big or not I won't say a big like huge but like there seems to be a quite a significant drop off between how we play here and how we play on the road and I just think that that should not be oh the case. there there's definitely a drop off and I know like last year we tried to like take that kind of like power pulse and mindset with us and and we should i mean like obviously you're gonna have an advantage at home um but you know we we cannot have that we can't have a huge drop off in the mindset you know it can't and again there's there's you should have no reason to get uh or any lack of motivation uh when you're going up and facing a big 10 team on the road or when you're going and facing an lsu team you know that that could play for national championship like when you're going to clemson last year like that that should be all the motivation you need you know go and shock the world go and pull the upset of the week uh you know so we didn't see that at lsu you know for whatever reasons we've covered that already um but you know I, I, I think we got a good shot here, and, and you know, it's, it's just that reset mindset. Hopefully we learn some things from Maine, we execute better, and, um, you know, our, our defense continues to play well. Uh, obviously that's going to be a key, to I, I think, to kind of help the offense, you know, kind of get in their rhythm. Yeah, I think our um, defense but, is going to have to play lights out at least for the first half. Oh, 100%. I mean, and probably force some yeah, turnovers. And probably force it's some gonna turnovers. It's going to have yeah. to be, I mean – and and that's going to be different because like I said, their offensive line's big, but we got to figure out ways to get pressure and to stop their run game. Yeah, because that that's the thing is they and 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 that's probably I, you know I saw some some uh, chatter about that on social media as some people were thinking that that might be an advantage for us that they don't really you know they're not going to be LSU where they're just like gun gunslingers and and slinging it all all around the field. Not not to say that they can't um, obviously, but. Uh, you know, they, they definitely are kind of more that like power, you know, power style team that we're kind of used to seeing out of, out of the LSUs, you know, of, of the world. But, you know, I mean, look, look back to, uh, you know, a few years ago against Indiana and they, you know, they picked us up hard and then, you know, they, they like to run the ball as well, but they definitely, uh, you know, threw it on us at will. Yeah, so, but we just played um, horrible and that was under the summer. We did. We played really bad. I know. I know. But but yeah, so I, I think I think we'll have some opportunities uh, to showcase our corners um, and how good they are. Um, obviously, didn't have a good showcase against LSU. Uh, played much better um, against uh, Maine. Um, you know, on this bigger stage, you know, I, I think they should be hyped. Um, I think they will be hyped. And I, you know, I, I think they they get it done. Um, you know, it will be interesting to see how the safeties do. And then, yeah, like you said, just get pressure um, up front. Maybe do some things different to, to, to cause pressure. If we can't go through them, you know, find ways to get around them, like you said, yeah. um, with with some corner blitzes, things like that. So, um, yeah, that's – I mean, that's that's honestly going to be the key because we, we unfortunately don't start fast. Uh, you know, we did most of last year certainly on the road. 
um, and and haven't really this year either. So that's going to be a key too. We've got to find a way on the road to you know not kind of like lull into things and 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 you know start quick and then get you know special teams will be big. Um, and again, just uh, and, and capitalizing off of any kind of breaks we we may get, um, which is you know which we certainly didn't do a good enough job with against Maine. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, so that uh, I think that does it, Cody. Do we want to do uh, predictions for? This sure, game? why not? All right, so I, I will uh, give you the honors. <laughs> oh, so I get to start first. All right, I <laughs> I will go that um, Minnesota wins. I think it's going to be like thirty-one fourteen. Oh really? Yep. You think that? Okay. Um, I hope it's closer than that. I know you do too. Um, yeah, I I do, but I gotta see it first. I think uh, you got yeah yeah yeah. I I hear you. Um, I'll be the optimistic one, I guess. I'll 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 say, <laughs> I'll say we go up there. If I say we're gonna lose close, then that's not optimistic. Wait <laughs> wait uh, we, we, we 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 get the win. Uh, I I say we go up there. We we finally we find a way. I think uh, you know we 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 do enough to to confuse Minnesota, um, get it outside, showcase our backs, um, defense, get some turnovers, gets it done. I think we pull off a close game. I think it's another overtime game for Minnesota. I think this time they don't get it done. I say we win. I'll say thirty twenty seven. How about that? Okay. All right. That's yeah. Got to remember we we have a, a pretty high win percentage when we score over thirty points. Yeah. So there you go. And so but it, and, and according according to that, uh, we'll um, we uh, we'll get it done in overtime. But we'll we'll see, Cody. So uh, I I am optimistic about this game. I uh, wanted to see you know probably would have been more more optimistic if if we were able to you know um, correct some of those things that we talked about you know against Maine. But hopefully those do get corrected, uh, and and we pull off this uh, big upset. Yeah, I think they do. I think they do. That I'm not worried about. I just gotta see how we play on the road. That's the only thing. I'm, that's the only thing I'm concerned about for this season is is how we play on the road. Well, execution is a big part of it. You know, I mean, that's that's the thing is if if we get in the red zone against this team, we've got to get touchdowns. Um, I, you know, I think we will. I think if we move the ball like that, and we move it that well. I think we score. Yeah. Um, and I think I think we I think we clean that up this week. But like I said, we just we, I just have to see it happen on the road. Gotcha. All right, so we'll pick this thing up next week, hopefully after a huge win, um, and we'll be in a bye week. And uh, and we will um, start uh, kind of recapping the, f- the first three games and also previewing uh, Sunbelt play. Um, so uh, looking forward to that, Cody, and we'll uh, pick this up uh, next time. Hail Southern, Matt. Hail Southern. Thank you for listening to Gotta Talk. Be sure to visit our website, gotatalk.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Gotta Talk Podcast for more news and coverage of Georgia Southern football. Reach out with questions, share your thoughts, or suggest topics on our social media channels or by emailing us at gatatalkpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Eagle Nation, gotta and hail Southern. Thank <laughs> you.